hopefully that'll keep Dan happy. So, um, yeah, really good to, uh, to see you. Um, it's exciting to be here. Let me give you just four reasons uh, why I'm excited about this weekend. Um, I'm excited because I'm with you guys. It's always lovely coming to Morden Road because there's quite a lot of faces I recognise, um, most of whom I'm glad to see again. And, um, and so it's really good. I always get excited uh, when I'm with you guys at Magdalen Road. I'm also excited, actually, to be here at Moreland's. I uh, mentioned that we had a church weekend uh, three months ago, which was here. I was having breakfast with somebody from Woody Road this morning, and I said, I'm off back to Moreland's again. And um, they said, oh, Magdalen Road have their church weekends there as well. Are they copying us, or are we copying them? I said, yeah, we copied them. We learned about this. To which he said, is our intention to copy Magdalen Road in everything? <laughs> so, um, which it is, actually. We, obviously, my hope is Woody Road looks increasingly like Magdalen Road. That would be a, a good thing. I'm also excited to be here for another reason. I mentioned uh, that this Sunday is our first Sunday in new premises and sort of going to uh, different schools and so on. So I imagine it will be absolute chaos. So the selfish part of me is delighted that I'm here. <laughs> But the fourth reason I'm delighted um, to be doing this this weekend is actually because of the theme you've given me, the theme of union with Christ. I don't know whether you're somebody who has hobby horses, you know, things that you really like banging on and on about. I have to admit, if I've got a hobby horse, it would be union with Christ. Now, I don't know whether that's reassuring for you, thinking, oh, no, we've got three sessions with somebody banging on and on about their hobby horse. doesn't sound particularly reassuring. But just for 10 minutes tonight, and it will just be 10 minutes, I want to give you three snapshots, if you like, as to why union with Christ matters and why I think spending a weekend on it um, is useful for us. So three snapshots. Here's the first, and it's an experiment that I did a few years ago. I was spending some time with a group of students in a CU, and I asked them this question. How would you describe living as a Christian? How would you describe living as a Christian. And they came up with some really good answers. They talked about reading the Bible, talked about praying, talked about the importance of church, talked about wanting to witness to their friends. And it was all very helpful. And yet I couldn't help feeling that something was missing. So I actually tried the experiment again. I tried it with the youth group at Woody Road, the 14 to 18 year olds. And they gave me similar answers, except being Woody Road, they also mentioned being holy and uh, being different from the world around them. And again, they were all fine answers. And you know, just had this feeling that something was missing. 30 Christians, none of them backsliding. And yet what was clear was this. When they thought about living as a Christian, Jesus went missing. I asked them all about the Christian life, and Jesus wasn't mentioned once. Lots of activity, lots of things they felt they should do, and no reference to Jesus. If I'd asked them, how did you become a Christian? They'd have told me, yeah, I trusted Jesus' death on the cross. I recognise that he's Lord. But it was almost as though at that point, he sort of disappeared off to heaven somewhere. And we're left down here slogging our guts out, doing lots of religious activity. And my suspicion was actually if I asked a broader group of Christians, not just those teenagers, I'd probably get similar answers. And in the end, I was convinced it's not actually that biblical. And so that was my first snapshot that got me to begin to ride this hobby horse of union with Christ, thinking somehow in lots of our thinking about living as a Christian, actually Jesus disappears. So that was my first 
snapshot. Let me give you my second snapshot, and here's my uh, dead hero, if you like, um, Hudson Taylor. Hudson Taylor was a pioneer missionary to China, founder of the uh, China Inland Mission towards the end of the 19th century now, uh, OMF. I have to admit, when I was 18, I devoured a biography of Hudson Taylor. If you're at Woody Road, people sort of inwardly groan when not another Hudson Taylor illustration, but you've not had too many yet, so um, <laughs> I can get away with this. But actually, during Hudson Taylor's missionary years, he went through a period of a real suffering. I think it was two of his children died, his wife died. And actually around that time, he also went through a period of real spiritual darkness. There was a, a kind of lethargy. He was unable to fight temptation. There was a dryness about him. He was discouraged. What was it that brought him out of his spiritual difficulty? Well, this is what he wrote in his journal. He said this, The Spirit of God revealed the truth of our oneness with Jesus as I had never known it before. Think of it. Can Christ be rich and I poor? It's a great quote, that, isn't it? Can Christ be rich and I poor? He, here he is thinking, oh, I'm just useless as a Christian. I just can't keep going as a Christian. And he thinks, actually, I'm joined to Jesus. Jesus, who's so rich, he's got all these resources. And if I'm joined to him, can Christ be rich and I poor? And actually, that was the thing that encouraged him. Yeah, I have got the resources to keep going. If Christ is rich and I'm joined to him, then I'm rich as well. I have the resources that I need to live the Christian life. Again, I think many Christians are discouraged. We feel weighed down by temptation. feel powerless to change patterns of sin. And actually my goal this weekend is that mainly it will be an encouragement. My hope is that we'll go back saying, I'm joined to Jesus. And can he be rich and I poor? Not at all. He's rich, I'm rich. Because I'm joined to him. Hudson Taylor wrote to uh, Emily Blatchley. She was the uh, China Inland Mission representative in London. And he wrote this. In all your conversation with friends of the mission, seek to deepen their realisation of the value of Christ and our union with him. And so about sort of 150 years later... That's what I thought I'd do this weekend. Try and deepen our appreciation of Jesus and our union with him. Then the last snapshot. This one's from the Bible. Uh, just a couple of verses I want to uh, mention this evening. It's from Colossians chapter 1. I'm just going to read uh, Colossians chapter 1, verses uh, 25 to 27, the end of which is on the screen. This is Paul talking about his ministry, and he says this. I've become the church's servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the saints. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. <coughs> Paul hasn't met the Colossians, so in many ways he's introducing himself. He's describing what his job is. His job is to present the word of God. And he says the word of God is a, is a little bit like a mystery. It's a mystery where there are hints dropped all the way through the Old Testament, which I do actually like. But there's hints dropped all the way through the Old Testament. And now the full reality has been revealed. The full reality, the full sort of climax that everything was pointing forward to. 
What is that mystery? That mystery that is for all people, including the Gentiles? Well, Paul says it's all been leading towards this. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I have to admit, when I first taught that, there was a sense of surprise because it wasn't quite what I was expecting. I was thinking, what's this mystery that's been hidden for generations and has now been revealed? Surely it's pointing towards Christ crucified or, or, or Jesus is Lord. It's not what Paul says. No, rather it's the sense that the cross makes this possible. The climax, it's Jesus coming to live within us. Christ in you, us being united with him. It's fairly astonishing because just earlier, Paul had described Jesus as the firstborn over all creation, the one through whom all things are created, this glorious one who reigns forever is the one he says has come to live within us. Christ in you. It's the same idea of the Spirit coming to live within us. Paul doesn't actually mention the Spirit in Colossians. I think probably because they're downplaying Jesus in Colossae. But the same idea, the Spirit of Christ comes to live within us. And to bring transformation, to bring change, to give us a hope of glory. I remember a few years ago talking to a guy called Matt who uh, came to Woody Road. And over a period of time, he became a Christian. And I could never quite, has he become a Christian or not? He just wasn't sure. But I'll never forget the time that he said to me, Andy, I'm not afraid of dying anymore. And I'm going to go to be with Jesus. And I thought, he's become a Christian, hasn't he? <laughs> you know, he's got that hope of glory in him, that absolute confidence that glory awaits him. Because Jesus has come to live within his heart. And Paul says that's the mystery that has been revealed. That's where the word of God has been heading. And if Paul is saying that's the mystery, that's where the word of God has been pointing, I guess it's got to have a big place in our thinking. The Christian life isn't me down here trying to live for Jesus up there. It's Jesus come to live within me. And I seek to live that out. That's the image of of the Christian life that Paul is giving us. I've never been pregnant, but it's the sort of image you get of two lives that are locked together. Christ in me, always together, never apart. Each day is, what are Jesus and me going to do together today? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Martin Luther said this, I must never think of Jesus and me as two separate people. I must never think of me apart from him. Because the gospel means that Christ has come to live within me. It's glorious truth. We're going to spend the weekend unpacking it. But just for tonight, just two encouragements that you can go to bed with tonight. Hudson Taylor, think of it. Can Christ be rich and I poor? And the apostle Paul, Christ in you, the hope of glory. I tell you, it's a really good thing to be a Christian. And my hope is that we'll appreciate that more by the end of the weekend.